0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So, this one is going to be very, very interesting. Because it has to do with our process of bringing Ember Sword to you. Um, I'm here with Lauren. Say hi. Hey, everyone. And we had this idea that we wanted to let you know what our plan for rolling out Ember Sword looked like. Since a lot of games are very reliant on hype and not too much on actual transparency and just a steady development process. So we wanted to really shed light on what ours is going to look like and who better than the person who is, you know, knowledgeable, at it, <laughs> knowledgeable about everything Sword. So let's start with uh, the overview. What is our approach of, you know, building Sword with the community?
1: Right. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot to get to and a lot to unpack here. But essentially, over the past, well, it's been now three years or so, we've built some amazing and really cool technology, which was a necessity for us to even be able to do something like Ember Sword. So, obviously, obviously, we first had some homework to do. And that type of homework is sometimes best done you know, hidden away in a basement or up an attic somewhere, just programming away at stuff. So there's definitely a, a space and time for quietly developing away with a growing community behind you. But of course, as we, as we get closer and closer, we've just had our first land sale. We're looking towards the future of how is the game going to continue to be built and I just you know, felt it would be really cool to have a bit of an open conversation about that, how we're tackling that today, what are the steps we see along the way, and, and, and where are we now? And I think if you look at the gaming market in general, one of the, the really good things, at least I would say is a good development, right? Is, is the fact that uh, that we've gone to this point where we're sharing more and game development has become a bit more of a collaborative thing, uh, something we do more uh, jointly with the community. You know, trends like early access games uh, have just been a, a big thing in, in this area. And I think it's very good because a lot of games that Come out of the more traditional system, eventually at some point suffer by uh, having this massive Big Bang release. Right? No one wants to do a Diablo 3 launch day.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> Just
0: error 37 to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> the worst curse uh, you can place upon somebody.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But. When you're doing something like an MMO, that's specifically and and particularly challenging to deal with because if you know if 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 that's your uh, your particular type of game you're doing, well, it's about as complex and as big as it gets. So it gets a lot easier to end up in that type of situation. And then there's also a lot of gameplay in it, and a lot of the time with MMOs, that gameplay is kind of built in a black box and and People never really have access to it until the whole game is done, and, and it's only a very, very limited audience that has played it. And sometimes then you see that things don't work as well, or even fall flat on their face when you expose it to a full community. Uh, you know, kind of think. Uh, Ultima online type mechanics for uh, like this was a well known story. They they built some mechanics that allowed all these, you know, animals to roam and reproduce, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, on the map. It was a beautiful ecosystem. And then it turned out when you let all the players into the world, well, they just kill all the animals so quickly that none of those systems make any sense or can end up doing anything. So you've spent potentially years of development, working out this mechanic, and then it does nothing for the community. So we definitely believe that it's good to share early and and share often. Obviously not when you're doing very fundamental technological development, but we'd like to see an MMO being built where the game mechanics, as they become available, are things that a larger part of the community can already experience.
0: And so. to add on top of that, there, it's important to mention that we want to stick to a particular vision of Sword. because not letting people in is one thing, but then not understanding what you're making is also very dangerous. I want to envision here um, Crucible, uh, Amazon's really, really not great uh, hero shooter that tried to be everything at once. It did have an early access period where they showed it to people, but it was such a... An unfocused, disjointed mess that ultimately it fell apart and was removed from sale. So, we we do have a vision for Ember Sword, as as we've repeatedly stated on multiple podcasts. We do know where we want to take it, and we do want the help of the community to make that vision a reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, any great game needs to have a great vision, a a great identity, if you will. But then, you know, comes the rest, comes making sure that where the rubber meets the road, that that vision is actually being realized and the gameplay is actually like you envision, or that you find out quickly and can work on improving it. So if if we're looking at where we are today, obviously we've built some really great technology, and we are currently in in a state that we would refer to as pre-alpha. So some people under very tight NDA members of our community um, have already been playing around with this with this tech that we've built have been running characters around have been seeing Ember Sword in their browser and you know the stage where we're currently at is, is really still at that level where we're testing making sure all of the, the technology works all the core components are working and we're just ramping up to once those things are all at the level we like them to be at, to slowly let more people in and start building out the world. So we've very intentionally chosen not to big bang the world of Thanabus, right? We've we've chosen to start from a very like the very center of our first nation, our first region, Solarwood, and sort of expand outwards building initially one nation at a time and taking people along in that. So, so what do we mean when we talk about making people part of that? That means actually to us that once we feel the initial alpha test, the pre alpha test that we're doing right now is far enough along, we're going to take those people that have already joined in and bought land in the game and and bring them in to massively expand the audience, still not a very big audience, but it's a lot bigger than our initial pre-alpha test group, and actually bring them into a technical test where they'll be able to walk around uh, an area of the game. Right? Not quite as it would be in the final game. We don't want to give too much away. Um, but where we first make sure that we've stress tested uh, those things that we've tested in the pre-alpha with a larger audience, with more functionalities, and just making sure that everything still holds up when it's not 20 people running around on a screen,
0: but it's 200 people yeah. running around on a screen. The point is manageable scale-up at every single level.
1: Absolutely, it's like a step-by-step process, and and you know that might sound silly, knowing at the same time that we have bot-tested this right with like, uh, with AI bots for NPCs and bots for players, and we've done many thousands already in that regard. But the lesson learned from, well, you know, decades if not centuries of gaming experience across the team, (laughs) if you add all of these people together, is that in the end, when you put humans into the mix, things do get slightly less predictable. Yeah. And you might have just missed out on something. So, So that'll be... The next stage in our journey will be bringing in these landowners and giving them a chance to experience the technology, making sure it's running well on everyone's browser, making sure we're not running into major networking issues, just, you know, testing the works.
0: Would that be applicable to the client-side version of the game as well? When does that come into play?
1: Yeah, so that would essentially what they would be tr- testing. Uh, you mean the client-side says session version as in like the standalone application? Yes, or? standalone application. Yeah, so the first, the first client for the game we'll be doing that for will be the straight-up web-based client. So you just go into your browser, mm-hmm. hop right into the game, and currently, performance-wise, that's so close to the desktop one we'll probably stay focused on that for a little bit because we Mm -hmm. just love that accessibility. Uh, Obviously, um, we'll at some point release the desktop client for it. But we probably will not need this whole separate testing process for it, because it has essentially the same code base Mm -hmm. as the web-based one. So we we are building this game cross-platform from day one. So it can kind of cross-compile to all of these different platforms, but it's essentially running the same code. So barring minor platform-specific issues, you should be good. Now, after that, obviously uh, would come the revealing of the first parts of Solarwood where essentially we would continue on with all of our landowners on board and start opening up the capital and so the surrounding regions and bringing them in to really have a taste of Ember Sword that goes beyond being a sort of pre-alpha technical test to make sure everything is going well and starts digging into elements of gameplay. And then rather than taking this sort of, you know, long approach where we're gonna go and build everything quietly beyond that point and then have one more moment of a beta test and then a moment of release, Instead, we kind of want to go along with that route, and our intent is to actually set quarterly releases. And as we go, with with each quarter releasing new parts of the game world, releasing new features, new gameplay, just on a sort of steady flow, and reviewing existing features and gameplay to see if they need to be improved or modified. And sort of progressing the game outwards, starting landwise from the capital and moving out to all of Solarwood, but also adding in again, you know, new skills, new gameplay, and so on, initially for the people who bought into the land sale and the land sales that are yet to come, and then as as our world grows, and we've gotten enough data, and we're feeling good about it, bringing in a larger and larger audience. So we'll probably be gating this. So first, it might be only those people that own land, then it might be people who own other NFTs, like cosmetic collectibles, who they've bought, which they've bought, maybe even, you know, people who just own our currency, our premium currency. And so as we go, we would kind of open up this world in a gated fashion to the right amount of players, hopefully ensuring in doing so that we don't have any like major point where suddenly it's like from zero to a hundred and yeah. and everything falls down. <laughs> right? And then and then obviously completing our first nation, starting to build out other nations, and essentially if you look at our timeline and, and look at how we're looking at that we will just check as we go along, as things get more complete, and eventually we will, we will reach that point where it's not just the people who are in on it on the blockchain, so the people who are holding tokens, uh, currency, NFT, etc. in their wallet, but eventually we'll pull the switch and have the big public moment where really anyone will be allowed in and, and it becomes this free-to-play game that we envision. So we, we really want to do that in a stage-by-stage way. And and the main reason we want that is because we've already noticed even during our early pre-alpha that it's just so great to be continuously getting the feedback from people who are actually getting this experience with the game, getting to touch it, play around with it, and and give us feedback. And as we get into more complex gameplay, this just will continue to become more and more important. So we want to use that gradual development cycle, which, to some extent, you can also see this in games like, for example, Axie Infinity, right? Who are still in alpha, uh, as as they so themselves state, with a with a very nice playable, fun game. Because we believe with the type of game we're building, it's it's much better to just be building it gradually with the community and gathering feedback, improving and taking our time, rather than to say, okay, we're going to one-shot build it, hope that it's perfect, uh, put it out there and then find out that it's far less than perfect and, uh, and, and potentially suffer the consequences for it and have the community suffer the consequences for it. So we'd much, much rather do that in a, in a very gradual fashion, learning from real gameplay going on by real players.
0: It's, it reminds me of a Shigeru Miyamoto quote, or at least it's attributed to him, that states, a delayed game is eventually good, or in this case, a gradually created game is eventually good. A bad game is bad forever. Um, there's a reason that we we brought up Diablo 3. Not that that's a bad game, but there's a stigma associated with Diablo 3's launch. It's very difficult to shake off negative stigma once it gets attached to whatever you're building. So the purpose of this um, is... Again, pacing ourselves is, is the most important thing here, not only in terms of receiving gradual feedback, which we can then, uh, in a timely manner, implement so that you know the testers can see actual improvements as they go, but pace ourselves in terms of the team. Since we are a very like, close-knit team, It's we're not all that many people, we need to make sure that at every step of development, no matter how much we, we grow or develop, that we can keep it manageable for us as well as the players and this approach is probably the best one to to actually accomplish that goal
1: yeah yeah i would i would tend to agree obviously as a team we're growing massively right Mm -hmm. now but again that is also something you have to do at a certain pace you can't grow faster than a certain level and still maintain quality And I think it's just super important in general uh, also when looking at building your game with your community is to try and, and do the best we can to manage expectations. Yes. So it's you know, it's important to uh, to start sharing more of this process, which we will by the way. I'm I'm really looking forward to actually working with you, Svetlin, and 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 I know we have a bunch of podcasts later that will really delve yes. deeply into some of these really cool things that we enjoy so much, but oftentimes we don't get to share with you, the community, like what is testing working like right now? How are we building this content? What does that look like? What choices are we making in that? Because it, I think it's really cool and there's a, a, a lot of value just to be had in bringing that process more into view instead of something that's taking place somewhere in a studio <laughs> far far away right yeah uh, it, it's kind of like a the making of and 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 certainly for me i i'm a huge fan of going through the making offs of pretty much any movie that I enjoy and and it's kind of the same for a game but hopefully we can do much more of that sort of as we're building the game Uh, I think I think also that is probably big part of the uh, blockchain culture of things almost is uh, and the same for early access right where it's it's okay to show uh, the rough-and-tumble process of getting from A to Z, even if you're only at C or E or F.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and people actually enjoy that. And that that's something that I think a lot of, like, for example, grand-scale publishers do not quite... Uh, appreciate enough that there is this community out there that wants to be part of it, wants to experience the growth, is okay with running into the, you know, the bugs and issues that come along with the process of building something new and unique. And that's just really cool. I, I, you know, I enjoy this, and, and I'll save this for a future episode. But I enjoy this so much, even with our current pre-alpha testers, just seeing how they go about things and how much awesome self-organizing potential there is in there, just to yeah. help us find issues and improve things, and and how much gets off the ground just out of community spirit. That's that stuff that excites me to no end, and I'm really looking forward to in what's going to be let's say the coming half a year or so to to get to the point where we can do that with an even larger group of people and we can continue to make that more inclusive bring more people aboard and you know actually reap the benefits of uh, of of how they they look at things and and this is happening now but right now it's still happening quite selectively and, and oftentimes on a one-on-one basis where we're talking to amazing groups like Yield Gaming Guild that is literally, I mean, changing the lives of people in the Philippines by helping them earn more money than they could using a regular job there on playing something like Axie Infinity and it's, it's really great to talk to them and see how excited they are about Ember Sword and the potential it holds for countries like the Philippines and many others uh but you know it'll be so great to get to experience that same thing with a larger audience like for example all of the people that jumped into land and and many people that are joining our community every day
0: i believe that this process is is so good for just fostering a a community spirit that not not a lot of companies actually you know Harvest, not harvest. What's the word I'm looking for? Cultivate. There we go. <laughs> that was very dark. Harvest? Christ. Um. We we do want to bring people on that journey because, again, it by being transparent and just setting realistic goals and communicating them in a good manner, we let people know what they can expect and then, in turn, they can give us their time and their energy to help us create something that they, they want to participate in. It's, it's a fantastic relationship that we built and that we're building. or hopefully going to continue to build. With that said, you've given me way too many podcast exclusives for one episode. <laughs> this rapidly <laughs> just snowballed into one of the most important episodes of the podcast uh, in terms of just nuggets of information that people can, you know, pay close attention to. So I very much expect people to be re-listening to this on repeat somebody take notes this is a good this is a good thing
1: uh, Svetlana. we I'm, I'm pretty sure we have some community members <laughs> if i if i if i remember other things that were stated in the past that are so diligent they are literally keeping keeping notes they're
0: keeping whole faqs and almost a, a full-on wiki on this kind of stuff so yes. <laughs> there is a project in the works uh, but that was all I had for this episode. We just to reiterate, we are very much committed to approaching creating ember sword like drawing a concentric circle start small and then exponentially grow, grow in a manageable capacity until one day you can see the fruits of our labor blossom into something truly truly fantastic. Ours and yours. So thank you Lauren for participating. thank you for uh, again just dropping bomb after bomb on this podcast (laughs) um we appreciate you all listening and we will catch you next time bye everybody goodbye everyone hey you you made it to the end congratulations that must mean you like us enough to want more right well good news we're all over the internet go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Play embersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Embersword. Ooh, okay, let's start. And... Ow. damn it, I missed my hand. (laughs) What (laughs) did you hit? I like hit hit my wrist. Like super (laughs) hard. That's why it's all like a like a whip. Ow uh.